podcast about movies and the friends who haven't seen them and today we say merry christmas merry christmas oh yeah was it That's merry merry chrysler merry shout out <laughs> the vine. With... <laughs> merry crisis merry crisis uh yeah so anyways memes <laughs> aside uh we wanted to do something special for everybody today you know it's the christmas spirit holiday spirit whatever you celebrate and um a big movie is coming out um, today, and that is mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 on um, HBO Max. Hopefully, you're a subscriber, so you get to experience that. But um, in honor of that, and, and just as the fates would align, Ben has never seen the original Wonder Woman, and no, not the old-timey one. We're talking about 2017's uh, Patty Jenkins, kind of savior of the DC movie universe. So, yes, uh, I'm pretty excited about this one, Ben. No, it's... It- it's going to be good. I, I'm really, like, I feel bad because a lot of people recommended this movie to me. And like, you know, most things when it comes to movies, I blow it off. Uh, pretty happy that I got to see it this year. Uh, I do have to say I feel bad for the hardcore fans that have been waiting for, like, another Wonder Woman movie come out. Because this one was so fantastic. And they were, like, waiting for years. And and I was waiting, like, a month for this next movie to come out because I thought this movie was so badass. I was like, wow, holy crap. When's the next one come out? Oh, a month from now. That's so cool. Oh man. It, it definitely feels like you cheated, right? Like you, you cut in the cheat. line, uh, you know, waiting for the new iPhone or uh, PlayStation five <laughs> or whatever. And you just like showed up and derped your way uh, through the front door before anybody else. You know, sometimes uh, they're correct when they say ignorance is bliss. There you uh, go. And <laughs> here I am with movies. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so this news, you know, it was, it was kind of a fun alignment. This was just a fun movie that we wanted to podcast about because, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love movies and Ben loves movies, just doesn't realize there's that many great <laughs> movies out there. Um, so this, you know, yeah. all fits and, um, you know, this was a, a big thing, obviously COVID-19 being a huge deal. Um, and you know, a lot of the movie industry is really struggling with, Mm-hmm. this situation because you know theaters are closed they're going out of business movies aren't being released um, there was the tenant disaster of a release where you know it didn't make any money because obviously mm-hmm. nobody's willing to risk their life to see a movie no matter how right. amazing it is and um you know kind of threw warner brothers for a loop of what do they do with this movie and in very kind of last minute it was announced that it would be releasing on hbo max during the holiday season uh, for a month, I believe, our opening on Christmas Day. It is in theaters, too, so if you live in a, a, a state or a city that where that is kind of been going normal, or even just, you know, in a country not a huge dumpster fire like the United States, um, mm-hmm. you can, you know, watch it in a movie theater. But for us, you know, I'm excited to watch it with you. I think, you know, we're going to be watching it. This is awkward yeah. to mention dates, and you're going to be listening to this in fucking April and be like, what, they're talking about watching it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're watching this, to- not tomorrow, but, yeah, tomorrow. Um, when it's yeah. released and so I'm excited to watch that as a friend group what a great little um, chance we have to all get together and watch Wonder Woman kick some ass right yeah yeah I, I was gonna say like thanks thanks to our friend group that we, we've done this actually this is why this podcast has come to fruition because uh, since COVID hit you know we've been getting together every every Wednesday and every Saturday when we can and uh, 
watching some movies and this is how i've expanded my <laughs> my movie research if you will the research i didn't even know i was doing exactly it's just a fun <laughs> little educational ride you know and our friends yeah. you know they get like to roll their eyes whenever we're like we have to watch this movie and they're like oh god <laughs> but you know what? it's all it's all good shout out to them shout out to everybody who's you know doing something similar yeah. Um, free talk wise, you know, I don't know. Literally, there's a whole lot to talk. I mean, superhero movies are like the movies that are released big budget now. Um, you know, love them or hate them. I think um, they're they're well. I mean, pre COVID nineteen, they were the the big big winners uh, in the movie universe. And you know, ultimately, it's going to be a comparison between Marvel movies and DC movies. And I think you know, if you're picking DC movies, you're like some nerd Comic Con who's like DC forever. Um, you know, I think objectively we can say, you know, Marvel is completely rushed out ahead um, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, well thought out movies, engaging stories that people want to watch that are all connected mm -hmm. and box office success, obviously. And DC yeah, yeah. had some pretty big missteps after, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, obviously, you know, Christopher Nolan's kind of masterpieces that um, still stand up pretty well today. There was a real gap there where it was like, you know, these movies kind of suck um until wonder woman came around right 2017 it was announced yeah. um you know this was going to be coming out and people were i think people were nervous obviously because you know we're talking green lantern jonah hex uh the man of steel <laughs> movies you know the mm -hmm. the Catwoman with halle berry like it was it was not you know there wasn't a lot of confidence per se uh in this situation but this movie really knocked it out of the park i mean um, it did a really good job, I think, of solidifying the idea that DC could build uh, a universe and, and have a respectable superhero movie. So, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to Patty Jenkins for, for making it all happen. I, I think, yeah, I think that they did do a lot of missteps there. And then when Marvel just got ahead of them, they just couldn't keep up with it. Like, I think if they would have, like, rolled with Dark Knight, I think they would have maybe gotten something out of it. Um but, you know, unfortunately, things change. Uh, but with Marvel, it seems like it doesn't matter who the director was. They knew what story needed to happen and what story needed to develop with uh, any of these, any of the movies that they had there. And even if, like, I guess the only comparison I would have for Marvel to DC is, like, Spider-Man. Because there was, like, three different mm -hmm. uh, types of Spider-Man in the span of, like, these last 20 years. Uh, and, and, and... and and even then, like uh, I think they were still pretty good in their own way. I know I, I'm. There's one Spider-Man that I didn't see, but uh, uh, but otherwise, I feel like they really ride the ship real quick with that. Where DC kind of kept fumbling over themselves and uh, didn't really uh, get get to it, get to it until right now. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. But you know, yeah, I, yeah, I just hope movies are good. You know, I don't I don't want to be the person that's like you know DC is terrible. I just I root for every movie. I hope I hope that every movie right. is great and awesome. Um, and you know, I'm just Abs yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say like it, it's not it shouldn't be a DC versus Marvel thing. It's just like the same thing when people are arguing between uh, PS4 and Xbox or any sort of P PlayStation and Xbox. Anything like why can't you just be happy with video games? Yeah. Like why can't you just be happy with superhero movies? Life's too uh, short. Like you're literally arguing about a superhero movie, you know, or or a yeah. gaming console. <laughs> like calm down, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so let's go to the. How'd you do segment? Uh, you know, we asked we asked some good questions here. These are a little bit tough, mm -hmm. little, you know, because I don't know how familiar you were with Wonder Woman. If you know, if you grew up watching like you know the TV show or the old movies, um, 
and so some of these could have been a little tough. But we had the uh, the lasso of truth. Um, how many times would we see the lasso of truth? You said four. We saw it nine times. Mm -hmm. We saw it quite a bit, um, mm -hmm. which is you know it's it's a pretty cool thing. We have some questions about it uh, that we're gonna get to later yes. in the pod. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I also have some questions about the new version, because in the trailer it appears she's riding lightning strikes by putting the lasso around the lightning and flying through the air. I mean, it looks incredibly hell badass. Yeah. I'm just like, wow! Fucking metal! Yeah, yeah, like, hell yeah! Super, super fucking metal. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, slow-mo. We had a slow-mo question, and you know, you were a little off on this one. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> just five. There were there were twenty scenes of like this is legitimate slow mo. And I want to shout out Wonder yeah. Woman for and, and Patty Jenkins again for having the stylistic choice to say you know what we're putting in some slow mo because it's kind of one of those things that I get, you don't really see a ton of in action movies anymore. Like I'm thinking mm -hmm. like you know the John Wick mm -hmm. movie franchise. There's really not any like slow mo uh, in that. Um, it's kind of stylistically gone away. I mean, it was really, really big mm -hmm. in like the the um, early two thousands. Like I think of like Mission Impossible two and Tom Cruise is on the motorcycle and with the doves and the stuff like the yeah. meme. You know, I think it just became so <laughs> memeified that everyone was like, okay, we can't use slow mo anymore. But um, right. a lot of slow mo in this movie. Loved it. We had the Kiss guess uh, classic. You know, where have you been? Uh, you guessed four. There were only two. Uh, but they're mm. two good ones, mm -hmm. uh, and then we had the the classic deflections. You guessed four again, and this one was it was fourteen. It's a little bit complicated, you know, because she deflects a lot uh, in kind of one of the the end scenes with the wrists, the very famous um, wristbands that can just deflect everything. Um, and then we had you know equal opportunity nudity. Uh, I'm all about <laughs> it. Uh, we had Chris Pine, the state of undress. You guessed two, and there was there was only one scene. It was a very long scene, the elongated scene of him like in the underground grotto um, when she the, all the weird sexual innuendo of like what's that? And he thinks it's his penis. No, it's a watch. You know, it's it's just it's a lot. And you know, the director shouted this out was basically like I wanted to, you know, flip the script on you know nudity in an action movie where you know normally it's the woman. And, and shout out to Chris Pine, man, he looks good. Yeah, he was he was hot. And I was yeah. gonna say those. Shirts, those shirts with equal opportunity nudity might be coming out this year. You know, maybe. I hope so. <laughs> if we can figure that out, we'll do it. One day. The Nerd Corner. Nerd Corner. Let's let's dive through some stuff here. IMDb gives it a 7.4. Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 93 and audience score of 86, which, I mean, for a superhero movie, pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. It had a large yeah, for budget. Sure. Uh, of a $149 million, but made $822 million back, which is, go. hell yeah. You know, yeah, really, really freaking good. You know, almost a billion dollars on, you don't want to say like a brand new IP, but, you know, there wasn't anything really before this with Wonder Woman. Um, so, so yeah, really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. Aside from like slight little cameos, like I'm leaving out some of the other DC movies because fuck them, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> Let's let's go to some history here. So you know, if you don't know, right? Wonder Woman uh, herself, Diana, Diana is uh, is a god, right? She's the this ultimate weapon, and it's the Amazons who you know are on this island. That's where she comes from. 
kind of a really cool origin story um, and, you know, has some historical significance. So, you know, the, the Amazons, as they were called, based off of, you know, these, these ancient um, warrior mm-hmm. women. Um, and in the, the movie, you can see that they have a flesh-colored cloth over one side of their chest, almost seeming yeah. like one breast was uncovered or non-existence. Um, and this is actually in reference historically to Amazons are often depicted in art as having one breast exposed. And this is because um, ancient sources stated that Amazons either cut or burned off their breast on their dominant side so that it wouldn't interfere Jesus with Christ. combat, um, especially the bow, um, which is, you know, talk about a real commitment. Um, right. Yeah. And a lot of ancient sources suggest this is the name, uh, the source of their name, because Amazos in Greek means without breast. So oh. there you go, a little history lesson for for you. Wow, holy shit. Yeah. Um, also, a uh, little fun fact for you, the movie is called Wonder Woman, but no one addresses Diana as Wonder Woman throughout this entire film. Hmm. Um, when Sir Patrick um, is first seen speaking at the console, uh, you know, and, and this is, you'll, you'll see this if you do a rewatch, Ben. Um, he sees mm-hmm. Diana among the crowd and supposedly reacts in shock at seeing a woman in the council chamber, right? There's that great scene where like, it's a woman! And everybody's got their big-ass mustaches and shit. Uh, yeah. But if you really look close, it's not because there's a woman, it's because he is scared shitless. Uh, because Ooh. he's Ares, right? Like, you know, spoiler alert. Um, Sir yeah. Patrick oh, yeah. <laughs> is Ares in disguise, and he recognizes the god killer sent to destroy him. Um, but he, you know, he, he regains his composure when he sees that she doesn't, you know, recognize him. She doesn't see him. Uh, just a kind of fun, fun, little, fun little rewatch thing. Uh, we also have another little history for you. So uh, General Ludendorff. Uh, which was the character who he was like popping those like strength pills and like like that's who uh, Wonder Woman thought was Ares. Um, he's actually based off of a real life general in the German army during World War One. Um, oh, now, wow. obviously, we've taken some liberties here. It's a really great backdrop, but you know this this didn't really happen, guys. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, I'd be pulled back for a second here. <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he was not killed by uh Wonder Woman. He um resigned and fled to Sweden after a failed offensive, you know, pretty boring story, but apparently he was kind of a huge jerk um in in real life. So I mean, I guess at that time a lot of Germans were Yeah, you know. Getting pretty close. Yeah, a little rough. <laughs> um, we also have some Gal Gadot um, trivia for you, and that is that you know she almost gave up acting before auditioning for this mystery role. So you know she had a couple like little bits and parts here and there, done some modeling work. Um, you know she she's a Israeli, and you know she's in the United States and not really having much success, and kind of was like you know what mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna move back home. And, you know, she had her plane ticket, she was ready to go, and her agent was like, you know, hey, you should um, audition for this mystery role. And nobody knew what it was, her agent really didn't know what it was either, and they just had her come in and read, like, some, you know, random lines. Not like, you know, I am Wonder Woman line audition, but um, <laughs> she kind of did the audition as, like, a one last shot and was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how this goes. And uh, mm-hmm. it ended up being the role of Wonder Woman. And they liked her so much that they gave her the callback, and then she ultimately got the part so funny how fate works out for you there yeah hell yeah yep uh lastly we have our buffy link buffy link 
Um, you know, this one seems fairly obvious to me. Uh, a yeah. beautiful woman badass warrior fighting evil to save the day. Uh, I, I feel like we don't have to get into intricacies of an episode or a random Xander subplot. I mean, they're both <laughs> beautiful women who kick fucking ass and fight, you know, technically gods. Um, right. Uh, you know, both have kind of supernaturally gifted powers. Both are seemingly discredited at times for their beautiful looks um, and are just all around awesome representations of women kicking ass. Right. If you want a certain reference from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I suggest uh, looking at seasons one through uh, seven. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll probably find everything that you need there. Amen to that. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Favorite part of the movie, Ben. Let's go through the list here. Um, yes. We each have we each have a couple of good ones here. So I'll start. I, I really love yeah. the World War One backdrop. Um. It's not as, like, sexy of a war. You know, I feel like World War II gets used a lot. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And they intentionally, you know, the, the story was originally written for World War II, but they changed it to World War I because it was something that was different, not used before. And it was actually, like, a pretty good look at trench warfare. Again, we're going to go historically accurate. And mind you, it is a superhero movie, so was it perfect? Is it, like, 1917? No. Shout out to another great movie. But um, <laughs> it was really pretty freaking close uh it reminded me a lot of um all quiet on the western front which is you know a fantastic um movie portrayal of like the actual what is warfare like in world war one I. I mean spoiler alert it's terrible um the mud mm -hmm. everywhere everything getting stuck the poison gas the wounded um just the utter insanity of fighting over a couple hundred yards of like no man's land which is really it's like <laughs> all been blown to shit um, just really, really enjoyable backdrop to see it in a big budget motion picture to see it represented well was chef's kiss for me as a history teacher. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I, I, wow, that just showed all of Mike's passion right there. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. Ditto. I, all I could really say is ditto. <laughs> um, I, I do enjoy like the beginning scenes when you're first like getting this, uh, I guess introduction, the beginning in the introduction in the beginning, no way. Uh, this introduction of Wonder Woman when she's like as a child being kind of curious what her mom did uh, and then kind of growing up a little bit and, and then she finally puts on these wrist things and she doesn't really it seems like she didn't really know what they would do quite yet or the power that they held uh, and then finally when she clapped them together the first time all of a sudden there's that wave of of, of something that blows people back, but uh, she clapped them together, and that was like a cool little, like, ah, yes, the first time Wonder Woman has done this. But she doesn't know she's Wonder Woman yet. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, you know, back to, you know, the the, to the training sequences and stuff, like, yeah. you just, like, the, the pantomiming as, like, the young girl who's, like, not supposed to mm -hmm. be at the training and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's just, like, <laughs> shaking yeah. their head, like, oh, there's Diana, you know? Like, yeah. um, it was just done really, really well. Very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I really liked the, you know, we have that long elongated setup where, you know, it's obviously a huge info dump and then we have, we have to have the catalyst that gets the story moving and that's Chris Pine's entry into the, the island, um, situation, which, you know, as a not, a non-reader of the comics, I don't really understand how this whole process works, but, you know, Diana is like just chilling and she sees this plane just appear out of nowhere and crash mm -hmm. into the water. And then she you know, does this great dive off a cliff and saves Chris Pine. And he's like, what in the fuck is happening? And I mean, he was being chased by the German army, or not the German army, but mm -hmm. the Navy. And it leads to this great scene of them 
entering into this invisible island, right? And it's this cool, like, shift of it, you know, it's daytime on the island, but on the other side, it's, like, nighttime, and it's super foggy, and these soldiers are, like, in these boats with these lanterns looking for the downed ship, and then they Mm -hmm. come through, and it leads to, you know, this kind of crazy battle sequence where these, you know... German troopers are just like, what the fuck? And they, you know, they just start shooting everything, uh, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, that's uh, makes, mo- <laughs> makes the most sense. It's like both sides are just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just kill each other. And um, yeah. and yeah, it was just really cool. I liked it. Yeah, no, that scene in general was just, it was so, it was so, it was so fun. It was a nice little uh, action introduction to the movie itself. Uh, and, and like the highlight for that battle for me is when uh, Diana just has one arrow, three shot, or three, uh, she has one arrow, shoots it, and kills three people in a row. Like, it was just, it was one of those things, like, you know when you watch, like, Fast and the Furious movies, and they see, you see something incredibly, that you, incredibly crazy that you know would, would not happen in real life? And, and obviously, I know movies have that suspension of disbelief and everything, but, like, this is one of these uh, Fast and the Furious moments for me where it's, like, one arrow and killing three people with one shot. It was, it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, after after this is all done, Chris Pine uh, is able to convince Diana to come with him to uh, to London to it's like because she's trying to find Ares uh, for this whole thing, and it, she discovers that he's like like something like him is back in London with Chris Pine, so she goes with him, and she's still dressed up in like the whole Amazon thing uh, where she's back on, like in her island, her whole get up right there, so. They're trying to find Diana clothes and um, Chris Pine's secretary. I was what's Chris Pine's character's name? Uh, Steve. Steve, thank you. Oh god, I knew Steve. Okay, Steve's secretary, Etta Candy, who is played by Lucy Davis, absolutely fantastic secretary, absolutely fantastic in this whole movie. Uh, she was trying to help find Diana clothes, and it was just it was funny because it's like you see this person coming to a different type of uh, environment and and trying to it. Uh, not even adapt, just still being herself in this whole thing. She has like this fancy purple dress on and Diana is just like looking around in it and then she like lifts up her dress a little bit and then Etta Candy's like, oh, well, no, don't yeah. do that, stop like, that. And then just like you, all these other- How do you fight in this thing, things. right? Like that was a big one, like, how do you <laughs> yeah. fight in this thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just carrying her sword and shield everywhere and then it's like, hey, watch these while we go get clothes and stuff like that. It was, it was great, it was a good scene. Yeah, I, you know, it's a, it was a great, like, fish-out-of-water kind of tale. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really love, you know, another part of that was the, the Ollie sexual, awkward kind of innuendo with uh, with Dinah and, and Steve, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, he's clearly curious about her because she's a beautiful woman. She's mm-hmm. obviously curious about him because she's never seen a man, and so there's all of these, you know, funny little quirks about you know are you average where you come from and he's like oh, i'm above average and she's just you know <laughs> like you know uh, men are necessary for pleasure and you know all of these little awkward sexual sexual innuendos we mentioned like the the he you know her kind of coming in on him when he's naked in the underground um mm. grotto situation and it's just it's a really cute kind of back and forth between the two of them where he's mm. obviously just incredibly flustered by her as like this strong dominant powerful woman i mean we live in a mm-hmm. patriarchal society now but like man back in world war one like are you kidding me like is this so like unheard right. of for this right. woman to this you know this woman powerful confident um you know being just like 
kind of just like marching to her own beat through this movie, and it's it's just really good to see um, all of their all of their differences. Just really liked it. It w- and there was like a, a sense of like innocence there too, like since yeah. you know. Uh, uh, Diana wasn't like doesn't really know I, I don't want to say knows how to deal with men she obviously knows how to kill, kick their ass and stuff that's really good uh, but like I feel like in this situation since she doesn't she's never like I don't know seen anything like that and Chris Pine Chris Pines uh, Steve is trying to be like a gentleman about everything too it's it's it works out really well together and I think that is it makes it very funny with the innuendos um, a sidekick character that I really liked and I don't know what it is about these kind of characters I, I've noticed that I've liked characters like this a lot in like every movie or any movie that has this kind of character and I'm gonna stop saying character now uh Charlie the uh, Scottish sniper that Steve knows his introduction was great of course he's in a bar and then like they have like this scope on like this big massive dude and like I remember Diana's like oh is that the guy and then Steve's just like no that's our guy right there and he and then like Charlie gets like punched by this big massive dude <laughs> I don't know what it is like the like the weird like silly introduction like that and just the way he's just like man whatever let's just drink and then just ah, have a good time all right I, I I like draw to those characters immensely uh so I, I really enjoy Charlie's introduction and his like whole role in the group yeah, I, you know, it's important to kind of round out the team, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I um, I really liked him in action. You know, we, we have the we have the scene of him kind of, you know, with the, with the PTSD, um, you know, at different parts of the movie where he's just kind of generally freaked out, which you would be like being in, in warfare of this of this nature. And, you know, they, they did a really good job in this movie of having the scene where she's she's crossing no man's land, um, which is like the mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm area of the two trenches like she feels like she needs to fight and to save and steve and charlie and the rest of them are are you know saying oh we got to keep going we got to keep going we got to push through and you know the two roles are very different right like steve is clearly trying to stop this this virus you know this this general and dr poison and Mm -hmm. she's trying to stop aries like she thinks it's just aries you know in you know later on coming to the realization that no just human beings you know we fucking suck but are terrible, yeah. You know, there's, there's this scene where she wants to help, you know, but and everybody just views it as, you know, it's insanity. You don't cross no man's land. People try, you know, they would go every day, they would go up, they'd blow the whistle, and you'd charge, and you would be killed. Um, and then you'd mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. be fighting over this area. But the scene for her of crossing it was just incredible, right? Her, like, popping the shield down, and the machine gun bullets are just yeah. all ricocheting off of it, and her just, like, basically punching through everybody following them and they, they go and they liberate that town. It's just a really badass scene. And, you know, when I did my research, they had to fight to keep this scene in the, in the movie. Like the executives were really like, yeah, they were like, you know, you're not fighting an actual person. It's not fighting an enemy. Do you really need it? And I'm really, really glad that they kept it. Cause like one, it has, it, again, it's this historically kind of accurate thing. Like even just everybody's astonishment when she, goes up above when she raises her head up because like that's a big thing of like you're Mm -hmm. not even supposed to raise your head up above the line because there's snipers there at any second ready to just take you out and she just like you know whips off the the disguise and you know she's got her full set of armor and the shield and she just charges across it's just such a cool like you know like wonder woman it's just really really great scene it's probably one of my most favorite scenes of the entire film 
Oh, absolutely. Like everything that badass, everything that was just happening there was just so badass. Like even getting across the trench, going through windows, diving through roof or rooftops and everything. It was so, it was so much fun. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, so glad they didn't take that out. There's this great scene where she like does a flying knee into a soldier and he like goes flying yeah. through a window. Like I was just like, that's so that's badass. So like you're just so like, badass. yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and another one too. Like I'm just remembering these now. Like when they have, they're getting attacked by the sniper and they decide to give her yeah. the boost, you know, and they have oh, like yeah. uh, Charlie mm -hmm. and the other character, like she like jumps on this thing and they like pop it up and she goes flying up there and basically just like destroys the entire clock tower where the sniper is. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It's really awesome. So good. So good. Well, of course, uh, you know, got to be badass throughout the whole movie. There was this awesome fight scene with Lund Lundendorf, Lundendorf. Uh, who she thought was, you know, Ares, and then eventually kills him. And she's like, all right, cool, plan over, that's it. I don't have to do anything else. But then that's when we see Sir Patrick, which kind of ties back to the, that whole uh, reaction that you talked in the nerd corner, uh, which makes that even more, like, cool, like, even more cooler. I almost said more cooler, and I know I'm saying it right now, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> even cooler that his reaction in the beginning after seeing her uh, was because he was actually Ares. So I, I think that reveal that Saint, uh, Sir Patrick was uh, Ares was a lot of fun, especially like the action that made it seem like it was all over with. And then bam, there's the real Ares. Now kill this guy. Good luck. Yeah. And, and that whole fight sequence too, at the end was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, you know, those movie movies that's one drawback a lot that a lot of people have about these comic book movies is that it's really hard to convey the fighting and the fighting oftentimes is not very well done and it, mm -hmm. a lot of times it can be heavily cgi i mean we're talking like i could say i maybe one hand the amount of movies that did it well like even black panther for about incredible black panther is like the end fight that's just a cgi fest is kind of rough um, mm. You know, Winter Soldier, I think, did a really good job. Um, you know, the Avenger Endgame um, sequences, a lot of those are good. But this mm. one did a pretty pretty darn good job um, with the fighting. It did get CGI heavy at the end, but yeah, the reveal is just incredible. Because you're like, holy shit! Like, you never, I don't know, like, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I usually can kind of sense when they're, we got the, some beats going, where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And honestly, rewatching it with you... Um, I had a hard time remembering exactly how the story kind of went out in structure because it had been like, you know, almost three years. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, really, really good. Um, yeah. The last little thing that I have is just a very specific sequence. Um, you know, it's back to the, just the fish out of waterness of the situation. Mm -hmm. There's a scene with yeah. her in London and, um, you know, she is... She has, she's like, where's Ares? You know, like, with as a really terrible <laughs> impression. But, you know, she's like, where's Ares? And um, she's got her, she's, like, dressed in, like, the the disguise. But she's got her mm -hmm. shield and the sword. And she has to give oh, them God. to um, the secretary, Lucy Davis. She's like, you have to protect these. Um, and then Steve gets her ice cream. And she's just, like, <laughs> blown away by ice cream. Which I imagine I would be, too. Like, I can't remember oh, the yeah. first time you ever had ice cream. But I fucking love ice cream. Um, yes. And she just goes to the vendor and just is like, you should be very proud uh, to the vendor who's just like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, <laughs> and I just love it. It's one of my favorite parts of the entire movie because it's just like you said, like this innocence and um, it's just beautiful. And it is yeah. right. Like when you buy ice cream from somebody and you eat it, you should say, damn, you should be proud. because This is some damn good yeah. ice cream. 
Because <laughs> every ice cream is good ice cream. Amen. Ah, yes. Um, and the last thing that I have uh, for a scene was probably when Steve decided to sacrifice himself at the end of it, saying, you know, I, just just the way it all led up and he, like, took the plane and he's just like, that's it, I'm going. That's it, I'm doing it. And then, like, just watching uh, Diana look up as the plane went up and just seeing, like, this intense music coming down as, like... Steve's thinking about his life as it's going and like in my mind I was like well maybe he could still survive this and then it blew up and I was like mm, he's, he's not surviving this one uh, but like I don't know just that scene in general just a, a, a nice little final battle uh, finally like Steve and Diana were like kind of on the same page with like their feelings a little bit and 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 then bam Steve's gone that's it but it, it was still like a, a, a fantastic scene where it, it, it led up to something very nice yeah, yeah, the whole the whole build up to that was really good. Like when when she was, you know, when he was trying to explain to her like what he needed to do, but she like had that concussion blast and like couldn't really hear him and um like, oh, yeah. not really truly being able to say goodbye, but you know, he gives her the watch and it, it was just it was really good. Mm -hmm. Really really good. Yeah. Well, actually, according to my calculations, I think that would defy all laws of. Oh my God! Shut up! All right. Well, actually, time, Ben. Let's uh, let's get to some nitpicks, shall we? Um, yeah. I I would be remiss if I did not bring up the ultimate meme. And if you <laughs> haven't seen this, you probably live in under a rock, or you never saw the movie. But there mm -hmm. is the scene where. Um, they're at the ball. I don't know what the hell it is. They're at some party and they're trying to get to Dr. Poison. He's trying to get, you know, the, um, uh, Steve's character is trying to figure out this, this crazy chemical weapon that they're going to use. And he's sneaking in and he tells Diana, you know, you got to stay back. Not really believing this whole Ares thing. And she's like, mm -hmm. no, I need to kill Ares. And so she sneaks in to the ball to kill him with this beautiful blue dress and then she has the sword on her back and if you <laughs> <laughs> there's some real questions about how is the sword chilling there how is it there in this dress right. and if you um just look up the meme just search wonder woman sword and dress meme and you'll see because it's got to be held together by her butt cheeks right she's got to be holding <laughs> the sword in her crack which sounds very very dangerous um and it's just it's a real like what the fuck uh she type could, situation she could really she could be holding it you know in the in the elastic of her underwear or something maybe it's a pretty large sword i mean I... it is yeah. you're right so yeah that's my that's my big question i have <laughs> very mature but I, I can't help myself i mean it makes it makes sense it is kind of a crazy question uh <laughs> um i guess uh this logic in the beginning of the movie of Diana's mom trying to protect her and everything and her logic is why train her to do this thing if ne if it's if it's never going to happen like honestly if you say that over and over again it's more likely that that situation is going to happen and this is the case since we're watching this movie uh but but what's that what's what is that logic why why train if it's never going to happen why don't you train just in case it does happen come on what are you doing just train agreed that's it. Yeah. Um, and then she knew, she worked a lot with the lasso. We saw it used a couple times. Uh, the lasso of truth. So my question is, does the lasso do something to your brain to make you tell the truth? Or does it hurt you until you tell the truth? Yeah, this is... What do you I, think? I don't know. I think you can't... 
I don't think it hurts you. Maybe if you like mm-hmm. really try not to tell the truth, but it seems like people are just really struggling with like they don't want to say it, but they are like kind of forced yeah. to. So yeah. I don't know. I guess it just like compels you to just say the truth, which is a real dangerous thing. I mean, you know, you can't mm-hmm. tell the truth all the time. Um, right. Yeah. You know, sometimes you gotta you know you gotta you gotta yeah spread you gotta spread those little little half truths. Um, well, yeah. And so you know you you don't want to abuse that power, Diana. So hopefully she she doesn't abuse it. But I don't <laughs> think it. I don't think it's like a torture device that that harms you in any way. Okay. Yeah. God, I f- the first thing that came to my mind is like if like Diana's trying on something and uh, Chris uh, and Steve says she looks great in it and then she like does the lasso of truth and then she's like, dude, tell me, do I look fat in this dress? I swear to God. <laughs> Or I don't know. That was that was a very stupid joke. I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> the next question that I had is they got to London pretty quick. Like it seemed like uh, it only took like a night to get from the island to London. Uh, so sailing it doesn't seem too. like it's that sailing. far away. Sailing, yes, yeah, sailing, and it, it doesn't seem like you know it's not that far away. So how does no one maybe accidentally run into this hidden island all the time? I guess it, you know maybe if the island's small enough. But, like, it seems like it's close enough where something can maybe get in there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm no geography major, but, like, the island seemed kind of chunky. Like, it was, it was a larger island, and, yeah, this idea that nobody mm-hmm. had just come across it. I mean, I get it. There's some magic. There's the hidden fog, yada, yada, yada. But, like, yeah, you're right. It, it, it seemed like it was a one-day sail, um, and just very very strange like what were the germans doing that close right. to the island too if it's that close to london i mean maybe mm-hmm. the trip took longer and then we just saw we just saw the one little bit of it maybe it was a, a couple day um uh a sail I, I don't know okay i don't know but yeah some interesting geography questions there for sure yeah i was gonna say because it was just interesting that they talked they went to sleep and when they woke up they were in london i was like okay well but yeah, maybe we did miss a few days there. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, plus like geography-wise, historically, you'd consider like most of these, you know, mentions are obviously Greek, you know, mythology mm-hmm. um, or or Roman, if you want to say that, which would put them in the Mediterranean Sea, which you know you're not going to be sailing from there to London anytime soon. Like that would <laughs> that would take a long time. Um, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I have, you know, a, a question about our friend Charlie, right? The Scottish mm-hmm. sniper. And I get why they do this, um, but he, you know, they get in German disguises at the end to sneak in and, and fight them, uh, or help them fight. And he has, he just leaves his kilt on. You know, he's really committed uh, to the Scottish <laughs> thing. I, I get that. But, like, no German soldier recognizes him and is like, yo, um, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you <laughs> yo, doing here? That's not fair. A really proper uh, German attire here. What yeah. is, uh, what's this? <laughs> this is not approved. Um, so yeah, I get why it's in there, but it's it's still you got to bring it up. Of like, what what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um, another thing for that fantastic scene where they do uh, cross no man's land. I believe there was a point where a bomb was thrown at uh, Wonder Woman and it hit her shield and just bounced off and did nothing. And I'm just like, I think it, it exploded like somewhere else, elsewhere from the shield or, or from her person, I should say. But I, I, I feel like a bomb getting direct contact with something solid and it didn't explode. Like, that's just a nitpicky question, but come on. 
Come on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, another thing, Chris Pine, uh, once he was a spy, he was a spy, and uh, he or he is a spy throughout this whole thing. But he was he was spying on the German stuff, and then I remember he was able to get so far into uh, Doctor Poison's like little area where he could like maybe steal some notes or something like that or something from her, and she like sees him and knows that like all of a sudden he's in this like chase scene where Steve is like running away because he's got something of Doctor Poison's. Uh, then later on at that party with the sword up her butt. <laughs> Steve is right there and sees Dr. Poison again and Dr. Poison looks at him and I'm like how do you not recognize this man that stole your shit before like that's that seems to be like priority number one like okay this is the guy that did this earlier I am watching out for this guy if I see this guy he's gonna get punched in the face or something like that but it just seemed like Dr. Poison didn't recognize Steve and kind of kind of hard to believe that she wouldn't yeah like you know just being a little more suspicious I think if you're Dr. Poison and you literally have this secret weapon that, you know, could turn the war in your favor, like this strange man is hitting on you and you've got like creepy face. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last one I have is, you know, just like a silly part at the end when the, the big battle is over and Ares is defeated, like all the Germans are just all hugging each other at the end after he's killed <laughs> and like everything is blown up yeah. and on fire and clearly like they're in a lot of trouble the god, you know, the goddess, um, or the god killer, I should say, um, Wonder Woman is just chilling right there. They're all just like, yay! And it's like, bro, you guys are the bad guys. Uh, you should probably start running, like, or, or something. Right. But I don't know if it's like they just have this wave of, like, they feel great because Ares' influence is not in them or anything. But I just was, it was just a funny moment for me. Yeah, this was definitely the last time the Germans did anything bad in war. Okay, World War One. That was the last time. They did. Um, Yikes! <laughs> oh my goodness. One, two, three. This is a sound check. Sound check, Ben. What do we got, man? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there's a guy. His name is Rupert Gregson Williams. Uh, he was born February twenty first, nineteen sixty seven, in Tonebridge, uh, Kent, England. Um, and he's known for his work on Wonder Woman, Hacksaw Ridge, and The Crown. Uh, what's great about Rupert is he actually, before he did Wonder Woman, he was primarily uh, he primarily worked for Happy Madison. And uh, if you know anything about Happy Madison, a lot of those movies are starring Adam Sandler. And uh, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, so I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> It's, it's also just kind of funny to look at his uh, the contrast of his film career. I'm not saying being a, a sound guy or the music guy for any Happy Madison movie or Wonder Woman is, is nothing to, that you can be ashamed of or anything. It's just a, a big difference uh, from going from these comedy movies to uh, an action film like Wonder Woman. Um, so that is that is pretty cool. Uh, he is the younger brother of Harry uh, Grace, Gregson Williams, who worked with uh, with a lot of awesome uh, um, directors like Ridley Scott, Joel Schumacher. If you don't know who Joel Schumacher is, watch Batman Forever. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and a couple of uh, Ben Affleck movies. And in my mind, I thought it was just funny. I thought maybe like uh, the reason why Rupert got a start in film is because. Uh, his older brother was there and he was like, mom, Harry isn't sharing. <laughs> so then uh, Rupert got his start in music. So yeah, that's a uh, nice little quick, li- nice little easy thing there. Uh, look forward to see what he does next. Yeah. I'm real curious what he'll do with the, you know, the, the palette of 1984. Like I'm envisioning a lot of like heavy synth yeah. kind of music. 
I would say the score really, you know, not one that I'm like, I remember at all. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. Nolan obviously had the the Hans Zimmer Batman. Um, right. They're just like, yeah, all those um, heavy sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, theme wise, it's, you know, I don't know. But yeah, you know, nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, not, yeah. as, not as memorable. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we mm-hmm. come up with with the next one. Water cooler, water cooler talk, oh yeah. Water cooler time. Let's uh, let's kind of jump into Mount Rushmore, shall we? A state. Yes. So we went with yes. Mount Rushmore of badass women in movies. I say they're tough every week, but this one was pretty mm-hmm. tough for me. So I'm curious what you come up with, and I might adjust my list accordingly. <laughs> yes. Well, the uh, first one that I could come up with right now, recent movies right there, uh, headlining really in Black Panther was uh, Dania uh, I'm gonna I'm sorry if I'm gonna butcher her name Dania Guerrera uh, she was the uh, the leader in uh, in uh, um, in Black Panther and she was also in Infinity War and a couple other cool she's that awesome badass bald lady that has the that's an Amazon super cool super badass she's like somewhat like very she's very scary very scary but I love it she's like such an ass kicker in those movies um Two, three others that I got there. I got uh, Ripley from Aliens, Sigourney Weaver, great horror film uh, legend. I guess you want to say that for Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I thought she was such a badass in Alien. Uh, and then uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. I thought she was great in that role. I think the character, the bride, uh, was really well done, and I think she played it really well too. Um, and then lastly, you know, I just saw these movies this year, but Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor especially in terminator 2 what a badass super cool loved it that's some good stuff nice yeah i mean what a wonderful field um we have some similarities i also chose uh uma thurman uh playing beatrix kiddo in uh kill bill volume one and two um just Mm. incredible performance not just from an action perspective but just like the the nuance of the character um Mm -hmm. just the revenge tale just uh, the ultimate badass, right? I mean, breaking yourself mm-hmm. out from underground, being buried alive, um, the five-point poem, death punch technique, like, yeah. all just incredible so shit. Yeah. Um, I also chose uh, Ellen Ripley from Alien 1 and Aliens. Uh, we're going to ignore all go. the ones that came after, but Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Uh, yeah. just, just a really great, awesome... It, it, it was really cool to see the evolution of the character from, you know... Um, the very first alien where she's really just like a strong woman who is mm-hmm. thrust into the situation of having to defend herself from this crazy monster. But even before that, you know, she was a competent, confident woman who's just kicking ass uh, on a mining ship, you know, like to to her uh, to her. Um, uh, I don't want to say subordinates, but to her co-workers, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in the second movie, when she just becomes a bona fide action, like, superstar. It was just kicking oh, yeah. ass left and right. For sure. For sure. Um, I also have uh, Sergeant Rita Vertasky, um, played by Emily Blunt in The Edge oh. of Tomorrow. She had the nickname The Angel oh. of um, You've seen Edge of Tomorrow, correct? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, okay. I was just double-checking. Yeah, what a, yeah. an incredible movie. If you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow yet, you should. But Emily Blunt is just incredible in that movie. Great mm-hmm. action pieces. Great, like, guarded character with like a little bit of vulnerability. Not like, um, 
not this classic trope. And, it, and it's like the same classic trope that you see in a lot of movies of, you know, women who are kind of strong, who ultimately just need the man to save them and need to be romantically involved with said man. And mm -hmm. all of these characters did not really have, you know, Linda Hamilton, you brought up, um, you know, Uma Thurman uh, as well, um, you know, Ripley. Um, it, it's it's mm -hmm. just, it's refreshing to see. And it's, I think these are so memorable. The last spot is, is a really tough one for me. Um, and I'm going to go with the <laughs> one that you haven't seen because I'm going to tease that we will be watching this um, next season uh, at some point in the, in the pod future. And that is um, Charlize Theron as Furiosa in Ooh. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, yep, there you go. Not a ton of dialogue but incredibly badass. Just her look and aesthetic, too, is incredible. Um, and speaking of look and aesthetic, I'll, I'll just say what my fifth was going to be, because fuck it, it's my pod, and it was <laughs> it was going to be uh, Trinity from The Matrix. Carrie oh, Moss. yeah. I thought you might have picked that one. Um, Damn it. I'm mad that I didn't know. Well, there you go. Well, she, she gets her little side, you know, her side piece. Uh, you know Donald Trump's dream. You know the the the, the fifth added face. <laughs> oh my God! Blow up the mountain then, right? Uh, anyways, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, <laughs> Why would you stuff. make this so horrible? <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's about Rushmore of badass women. Uh, let's yeah. more badass women, please. Yeah, do it. All right. Um, my next question for you is predictions for Wonder Woman 1984. Now you know we did watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. There are some obviously huge questions because spoiler alert right. if you haven't seen the trailer. But Steve is in this movie, yeah, and it appears he has an age, um, which is awkward because you know World War One in nineteen eighty four. There's a bit of a, a, a jump there. Um, so, I guess what do you what do you think we're gonna see in this movie? Um, well, I I feel like I saw because we did watch a trailer and I feel like that was the only trailer I saw and I thought we saw the same thing, but I don't want to give anything away. If I did spoil too much, but I thought there was like some sort of like some sort of mystical thing that brought Steve back. Seems possibly. so. Not yes. So I I think that's what's gonna happen. Something like that, maybe some sort of like necklace or 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 jewelry or something or some sort of thing that you have to say like I I don't know maybe not a chant. It's not like a full on seance or anything, but uh, <laughs> uh, something back in some way. And as far as like the the uh, uh, the storyline would go, I guess, I, I don't know, 1984, I'm trying to think of something that might have happened there, maybe they're not even looking at actually uh, actual historic events that might have happened in 1984, but uh, I, I assume there's going to be a bad person uh, and Wonder Woman is going to fight them, and I feel like Wonder Woman is going to win. That's, <laughs> know, just, right? a, like... that's just a prediction. <laughs> just a prediction. Uh, don't you know heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's I didn't mean to weird. cop it out. I didn't mean to cop out. No, I mean, I, it's kind of one of those things where I just think, listen, what's your prediction for any superhero movie? It's going to look badass. There's going to be yeah. fighting. There's going to be some jokes. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's good, right? I yeah. I have to believe that it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to be Absolutely. actually very disappointed if it's not, like, on the same <laughs> level as, as this movie. Like, I just think it's it's got to be a good one. It'll be interesting seeing how they navigate the... Because, listen, a lot of the charm... And the humor of this movie was the fish out of water experience of her being like in the world. And mm -hmm. now she's been in the world for, you know, quite a bit, bit of time here. 
like she should know this shit, right? Like I don't want to, I don't need to see her fumbling with, uh, you know, a 1984 cell phone and being like, oh, what is this? Or like, you know, some yeah. joggers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm <laughs> curious how, well, where's the humor part flip in there? How do we they design that? But I have faith. I have faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Assuming this movie does go really well. Uh, where do you want them to go next? So World War One, 1984. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a, a dream situation? Are you gonna be like a Wonder Woman in space? Uh, let's just completely jump the shark, or, or, or what? What? What are you feeling? John was like, "Shit!" It's like Wonder Woman versus Jason X in space, or whatever. Uh, no, um, see your <laughs> fight Godzilla, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Fight him. Uh, I, I initially I was like Wonder Woman twenty twenty where she fights the coronavirus or something. Hey, that's uh, but please, but God, I guess don't say I guess the <laughs> the real answer I think hmm Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four maybe oh, let me think here like late nineties you could be fighting some yeah I would say like jeans we... and a wallet chain and. <laughs> She can I would say it would be kind of interesting. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is too uh, too. Uh, I'm not sure, but like maybe it could do something with like maybe September 11th. Maybe I don't know oh. if that would be. Maybe that might be too tongue and cheek, or I don't know something like I don't know. It's something that could maybe be done that way. I'm not sure if enough time has passed for that, but maybe. Yeah, who knows? I don't yeah. know where they go next. I'm just yeah. again. Hopefully, it's good, and they just continue to make good movies. Yeah, keep it going. Who's the best around? Who didn't really bring the movie down? You're the best around, Ben. This is kind of like I feel like we're in obvious territory with this one. Um, Absolutely, and I know we're both gonna say uh, Charlie, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. That's the, I, I, as much as I love Charlie. Uh, it's got to be Gail. It's got to be. Uh, I'm sorry. It's got to. Yeah, it's got to be Gail uh, playing Diana. It's, it's she's so badass. I mean, like just everything about it. Just strong, independent, fucking ass kicker. It's it's her all the way for sure. Yeah, I mean, she's also just incredibly beautiful. Um, all yeah. of us that were watching it, I mean, both sexes, um, mm-hmm. were like, wow just what a beautiful yeah. woman um just yeah. and just crushes it your acting is incredible um just a really really well-written character great performance um mm-hmm. excited to see what else she comes up with yeah yeah it's gonna be good so tell me something was it worth it was it worth it was it worth it all right was it worth it ben how are we feeling are we selling this movie or are we warning them to stay away of course we're selling this movie. It was a movie made from a comic. Of course it's badass. I know they're... I know, like, we talked earlier about some duds that DC has made, but uh, Wonder Woman, uh, that ain't one of them, for sure. So, uh, I'm selling this movie, so please watch it when you can, because you will not be disappointed. It's a, it's a great ride, it's a fun time, and uh, just fucking, fucking do it. Fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's a fantastic yeah. film, and hopefully you enjoy yeah. this. Um, that is it for today's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Where Have You Been. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Where Have You Been, W H E R E H A V U B E N. Feel free, as always, to send recommendations or feedback. Um, we love hearing from you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for just listening this whole first season as we've uh, 
had this fun adventure. And uh, most of all, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, Christmas. whatever you celebrate. I hope you enjoy this yes. and um, smile as you let us enjoy uh, enjoy the holiday season with us. Thank you.